What's going on? What's going on? What up, world? We're going to switch up the intro today. I'm taking over. I'm taking over the intro today. Oh, shit. I'm taking over the intro. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for coming to the podcast. Hashtag cut different. Subscribe to all the platforms. Apple, YouTube. Just... Just show your support. We definitely appreciate your love. So, if anybody don't know, don't know my voice by now, this is your boy Ty. You know what I'm saying? One of the first, one of the halves. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag, hashtag cut different. And then, of course, I got my brother over here. Y'all know who he is. G, a.k.a. Du, Duval, Duval Hardcore. Duval Hardcore. I ain't repping Duval no more. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to be from somewhere else. I want to be from Ocala. Oh, Cali, you tell like, boy, that's over there by gangs, bitch. <laughs> throw my O up. Don't do that, man. Lake yeah. City. <laughs> now, it's funny that you brought up Ocala, because my father had a, 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 a dump truck business, you know what I'm saying? And um, he had a lot of clients and business down in Ocala, and I've been down there, man, and mm. Ocala's different. Really, the best thing that's in Ocala is really the, is U of F, and that's because Ocala and Gangsville is right, right, right next to each other. You know what I'm saying? But outside of U of F, I didn't really see anything else in Ocala like that. It was like one of the first places I've been to in Florida. Where I realized, like, oh, Florida got some real country country areas. Like, country, country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida country. The main... I'm feeding my face, y'all. The main... I wasn't going to say nothing. Areas of, like, you know, Jacksonville, Orlando, mm-hmm. West Palm, mm-hmm. Miami... Uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. When you're in the major cities, I just say that it looked like it's a different setting in Florida. Absolutely. All the other fifty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred cities in in Florida <laughs> look like you in Georgia somewhere. <laughs> but you can't grow there because don't have them places got sand in the dirt and stuff. No, nah, they look just like this <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, all the in between stuff. Gotcha. Got you. All the in between stuff look just like yours. You think you're making? Got you. Um, it's still the South. Got you. Still the South. So, you know, I'm taking over a little bit. So, I just wanted to, you know, something just came in my mind. I thought about this week, mm-hmm. and one of the things that that I thought about is, when do a person say enough is enough? Mm. When do you know? Should I stay longer and continue to fight, or, or 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 when do I decide to say, you know what, I've invested enough, I put enough into this, I see what it's going to be, and I'm ready to take the necessary step moving forward. As far as relationships, anything, life, as far as relationships or a, a, a dream or a goal that you may be trying pursuing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just whatever that may be, whatever that is to you, you know, I think that a lot of it still kind of, it's still, it all is the same level of mentality when it comes to all things, right? Some things you may have to wait longer. Some things you may have to invest a little bit longer. Some things you may, you, you invested enough. And at this point, are you wasting time? You see what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people will stay in something. It's like, I'm not giving up, but at this point, are you wasting time? Where you could be looking at other ventures. Okay, I tried this. This doesn't work out for me. Let me try something else. Or do you feel like people should really just continue to just stick with that one thing over and over and over again until it works out? Because some people feel like, well, 
because I gave up on this one aspect and I'm moving on to another venture that means I gave up. Um So that's as a question. Yeah, it is a question. Kobe I think um <laughs> anytime somebody shooting trash, somebody gotta yell out some some uh great basketball player's name. Uh I'm sorry this time y'all didn't hear one. That was. It first of all it was Kobe and we got that's a Dave Chappelle reference. Being by that no, that's Dave Chappelle reference. Is Kobe. it is it too early to make Kobe jokes? Is I, I'm still a little stinged by his death. Oh, I'm definitely stinged by it. Kobe wasn't my guy. He my guy, but he wasn't my guy. He's my guy I like to hate. Kobe is my guy where, honestly, before you answer the question, Kobe is, to me, honestly, in that position, he's the second best shooting guard that's ever played that position. Second? Second. Second. Jordan is number one. What was Dr. J? Dr. J was a shooting guard small forward, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not, I'm not trying to he be... He wasn't that tall. It does, but I will say this, though. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm picking Bean over... I'm, I'm picking Kobe Bean Bryant over Julius Hurst. That's a, that's a no-brainer. That's easy to me. I mean... I mean, and I seen Dr. J stuff. Dr. J was that guy. I didn't even know that Dr. J was hooping in the in, in the New York park. In parts. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And I seen a video where he was like yamming and he his head was up there. Don't get it wrong. Dr. J was that guy. He was probably the I know this is weird. He was the MJ of that era before MJ came out, if that make any sense. That that high fire, the the exciting guy, whatever the case may be. But with that being said, if I had to pick which two players between Kobe and Julius Irvin at their prime? I'm picking Kobe Bryant at his prime. Period. Eight or twenty-four doesn't matter. Really, really, really. Oh, Doctor J. Easily. Hmm. Not seen this video soon. Doctor J was that guy, but that's just my preference. Who? I put J O Kobe. Ooh. <clears throat> I, I would. Um. Well, no, bitch. Nah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I got you. But go ahead. I wanted you to try these. I'm I'm with you. So go so, ahead. Talk uh, to him. In answering your question. Yeah. I forgot your question. Hey, man, I'm old. Damn, man. We all, we'll just My birthday was Thursday. So we are just talking about who would you... So you want to go back to the original question? So we'll go back to the original question because we have digressed. Yeah. So the original question was... Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. The original question was... Uh, I'm when do you When do you feel like... Is it enough? Oh, enough is as enough. Far, enough is enough as far as you continue to invest into something, into a craft, into your goals, into a situation, right? Or into an individual or person relationship, wherever that may be. And you know, as far as you continue to invest more, or do you walk away? I got you, man. I know you want to tell me the whole thing. I'm going to give it to you because you forgot. So I'm going I'm to help you out so your damn memory can stay on tap, god dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that you can't love something or someone that that doesn't give you anything. You know what I mean? That doesn't... Um, mm. How I want to say it, I think I said something to somebody earlier this week. You can't love something to someone that doesn't choose you. You mm. know what I mean? Like, break that down. That doesn't... Uh, break that down. <clears throat> break what that it means down. is... Yeah. If I love you, mm-hmm. you're a priority for me. 
not just by the words, but by the actions. And yeah, the deeds. by the actions. Gotcha. If I love you, and if it's something that I love, there's there's something, there's some form of gratitude that's coming from that that lets me know that I'm doing something I'm supposed to be doing. That, that, that there's some, there's a good relationship between me and that job or that person. There's there's something that comes back to you that gives you that thumbs up that says this is it. Basically, like your fruits of your labor is showing. <clears throat> yeah, got you. So, for for me, you shouldn't waste time on things that don't that 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 can't uh or or somebody. Like if you're always trying to get somewhere with somebody, mm-hmm. if you're always trying to be important to that person, mm-hmm. you have to you have to learn. Okay. If if I've done that for you and you can't do that for me, what am I doing? Is that love or is that obsession? Ooh. You said something. That's deep. That's real deep. That's real deep. Because you just said that and it made me realize a lot of things. And that's very true. Because if you continue to be involved with something, you're not getting the love you want from it. You're not getting what you need. You continue to stay into it. Is that a... That's interesting. Is that a form of obsession? Mm-hmm. Mm. And obsession is not always good for you either. It's never good. When is it? Mm. When is it? You know what I mean? Oh, he directed me today, y'all. <laughs> Bro, you, you got you got to cut your shit, man. You got to cut your shit, man. Hey, 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 you poured the shit. Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> you poured it. It's his fault. Um... <laughs> I got sidetracked, didn't I? Very. But anyway, uh, that's just where 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 we all should like take it take into account. There, you you gotta you gotta go within yourself and ask yourself questions when you giving yourself onto something that doesn't make sacrifices for you. Right. That doesn't give you anything. You're not getting what you should or want out of that thing. Right. 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 Like you're working a job that you just feel so so tired out, like it's draining you. Or if you're in a relationship with a woman that's just draining you, taking from you, hey man, you got to make a decision. Yeah, is is that love that you have for that? Is it really love? Right. That that can't be love. Love don't leave you empty. It don't. It don't make you wonder and think at night. It don't have you feel no type of way. Love is that no matter what happens, I know it's always there because it's genuine. It's pure. Yeah. And when you put it into things like like. Like, take for instance, if you have a car, an old car, old school car, and you're just, or any kind of car, you're constantly, like, doing stuff. You're putting gas, putting the right gas, and you're always putting it in the shop, getting things done. Right. And then you still can't drive this damn car. Boy, I know less of cars go because of that. Yeah. I had less of cars go, but that's my SUV recently. Yeah. I wasn't going to invest any more money into that car no more. I had already changed the transmission, got it changed. Whatever the case may be, I've invested so much, changed the sensors, and at the end of the day, it had an issue to happen again. I said, I'm not putting no more. I cut my losses on it. Yeah. And, then, and I guess what I got? And I said this, told out to the creator. And I said this humbly. I bought a brand new car, yeah. brand new SUV. Yeah. Because some things that just ain't worth you doing. By the time you put all that into it, you could have had something else. And you could have had more. You more already paying the car note. If you're just getting drained, I ain't talking about like you know the average car is about eight hundred to to two thousand dollars a year in maintenance anyway. 
But if you find yourself spending that area of the month. Oh, every few butts. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You talking about over a 12 month period. Yep. So, you gotta, you, you gotta apply that same way, that, that same rule of thought to, to the things that you love and to the people that you love. Absolutely. Like what, it's not, love is a one way street. It's how I feel about you. But you have to take into account, like, is that love, if I'm constantly, always, never getting what I need from it. That's right. You never getting nothing that you need? Or you're the main reason why the ship is still afloat. Yeah. Why the relationship is still is intact. Because of your efforts, and we said this before on this podcast on numerous occasions, where a person is reaping the benefits of the fruits of your labor that you're putting towards the relationship and why it's still staying afloat. Mm-hmm. But if that person pulled back like how the other person is, then the, the ship would have failed. It would have sunk, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen those situations happen. So my question is, to follow up on that, is... Bam. So, so here's my question to you. My question is that when people do that, when they obsess over things, that knowing that they're not getting enough, uh, nothing out of it, does that take away from their, in their their ability to be able to focus on other avenues for them to excel in because they're so focused on that one thing that's not giving them what they need? Yeah. Yeah, you waste time doing the wrong thing. You ain't going to never get to the right thing. It's, it's going to be hard for you to do that. But I think people need to see the, <clears throat> the, 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 the snowball effect that they can have on you. Yeah. Like, meaning that because I'm so focused on the relationship and on your happiness because you walk around unhappy or uh, grateful, or in case it be, it takes away the inability for me to be able to focus on other ventures, like establishing another business, establishing another source of income, or me working on my goals, or anything like that because the fact I'm too busy worrying about you. And your and and what and, and everything that I'm putting towards in it to make sure that you're happy. And at the end of the day, I'm not getting what I need from it. But I'm so obsessed with making sure that you're happy that it takes away from me being on the focus on other avenues. Yeah, yeah. That's why you shouldn't take so long search seeking out your purpose. You shouldn't. It's like joining the gang at 16. You know, spent all these years in and out of juvie, in and out of county, in and out of prison. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're 35, 40, it finally hits you. I shouldn't have wasted all that time doing that. Yeah, you, you sometimes you can't regret. You can't live in regret, but you can regret something. You shouldn't live in it, though. You shouldn't wallow in it. Mm-hmm. That will hold you back, too. Yeah, yeah. That's another, stum- stum- uh, another stumbling block. <clears throat> so when you when you waste all that time in like relationships or, or, or jobs in the streets and then you finally find you're happy like I know so many cats that that got into like the boys and girls club after they spent 20 years robbing stealing killing <coughs> and selling mm-hmm. and then they finally found that the, the, the ministry of giving back is what they was really like designed to do mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that that heart so big like you got people out there like big you Wasted all that time. You can see the remorse in his face. You know what I mean? The remorse in Nipsey's face. Pop's face. You know, like, dude, DMX, like, the man was of God, but he was so far removed from it, we never got to see that that transition. You know what I mean? His intentions, you can tell him the intentions were there. But you don't don't get where you're supposed to be on intent alone. You don't. You definitely don't. It's not about intentions. It's about results. Yeah. And And that's a harsh reality. Yeah, you ever have an argument with somebody and they be like, 
this, that, and that, and that. Well, I meant to. Like, don't nobody care about your intentions but you. Mm-mm. The world don't. No. The world care about what? I can't feel that. I can't see that. But what can you see? The results. Mm. That's what I can see. So, and, and, I, and I wanted you to say that again because a lot of people get caught up on the hype of these promises that people set and said that they're going to do and they never follow through their promises. And you stay in that, that what holds on and what you stay, and I guess what keeps that person holding on is they still hold on to that promise that that person gave them, but they never fulfilled it. And as is, player. As is. We said that before. As is. As is. When you get into a relationship, when you get into a career, you get into like any, any type of lifestyle, of it, you have to accept that for what it is today. Mm-hmm. Not tomorrow. What it could be. Are you content with what it is and who they are today? Can I count on you? That's the bottom line. Can you love something that you can't count on? I can't count on this car. Why I got it? Mm. I can't count on this job. Why I got it? Mm. I, I, if I can't count on you, why am I with you? Man or woman, I should be able to count on you. And men have feelings too. One of my brothers on um, social media, a uh, little preacher uh, brother, he, he posed the question like, like men need to feel safe too mm. in the relationship. Break that down. You need to feel like you need to feel like I can ca- I can come to you. And what I share with you is between us. What I need you for is between us. And some of the, some of the things that I can't say, you should be able to understand too. You know what I mean? Not saying you need to read my mind, but when I need you to hold me, do that. When I need you to be there, do that. I should be able to count on you. Yeah, I should be able to confide in you. I should yeah. be able to talk to you and know that if I talk to you about that your homegirls don't know, your family don't know, or anybody don't know that what that was I shared with you was between us and that was our sacred thing and we and we build upon that. We don't judge upon that, we build upon that. Yeah, what what when something steals your joy and your peace What is that? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Was it, it, and and I don't know a married couple, and I don't know a lot about your marriage. You know what I mean? But I don't know a married couple that they're still married to this day if they can't count on somebody. It ain't gonna work, man. Yeah, it ain't gonna work. And to me being married, I can truly say that that is a huge deal. Yeah, regardless if it's spoken upon or not, it's still one of those underlying things that may not be spoken of, but it's a big deal. The trust factor. My wife, she got to trust me to know that I'm going to protect her. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to be there for her when she needs me most. Yeah. That's a commitment that I've made. That's and I have to honor her. that yeah. to the utmost. And vice versa. And vice versa. It vice has versa. to be that way. It has to be, a, because regardless of not, people have to understand, if there's a love, we are being held accountable regardless that person says something to you or not. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like this, like take it to some hood stuff. Bring it, let's take it to the hood. Take it. If I'm, if we, if I get in an altercation, you see me on the ground, the gun in your purse. What you? That, what you gonna do, baby? Don't say nothing else. Don't you know say I mean? nothing else. I'm, I'm just saying, like you don't, like I need my woman. Like sometimes we gonna be in a situation. And not, not the hood stuff, but you know what I mean? By by using that analogy, I need to know that you here. That you got my back just like I got yours. 
I'm willing to die for you. I'm willing. On the right. Under the right, you know what I mean? I should never have you in a situation where you got to pull a gun out your purse. But baby, the gun in your purse is to protect us. You know what I mean? My gun in my pocket is to protect us. My love is to is, is to be given to you. My trust is to be given to you. In the household. Yeah, in the household. My, my pockets, all y'all's. I'm last on the damn list. I'm last. But at the same time, you know that that man that you're you're that you're you're expecting that type of devotion from, he needs that too. He needs to have that from you too. It has to be where he's getting that same type of vibe and that love, not that that the vibe of love, but he sees it through your actions. Cause that what you say is what you do. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time. Damn what you say, but it's what you do. Yeah. Cause we could talk a good, we could sing a good song all day. Yeah. We can talk it. We can talk that talk. Can you walk it? But can you walk the walk? Yeah. I need to see it. I need to see it. There needs to be something tangible about this relationship other than words. And not every blue moon, but on a consistent basis, yeah. based upon different scenarios that that you have shown that without a benefit of doubt, if I'm going through something, you got my back. Any, As I've done for you. Yeah. Any any type of uh in, 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 in any setting, I say it that way. In any, any setting, setting, any setting, whether it be career, job, like I need to know that I'm getting paid. I need to know that my passion in this career, in this business, needs it. it I need to be getting something from it. I can't just be getting up every day getting right. nothing. That's right. Because otherwise, it's gonna feel you're gonna feel like everything that you're doing is in vain. Yeah. And that's just reality. How many people out there, and let me ask you this for anybody, brothers, sisters, whoever listen, how many times have you felt like you put forth so much into something and you feel like it's all in vain and at the end of the day you're not getting what you want and you feel empty? We all have felt that way, including myself. Yeah. Yeah. But our question is... And that needs to be a consistent thing because, you know, sometimes people be like a couple bad days like, ah, oh, this ain't working. Mm-mm. Oh, no, sir. No, 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 sir. We're yeah, talking about the season. We're talking about the season. We talking about yeah. all the consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And understand that, like, you have an argument with somebody, and like I did in my immature days. My one, one, one argument means that, oh, you hung up on me. I hung up on you. That means it's over. Yep. Yo, can, you know what that is? That's that damn ego. Yeah. That's that damn ego. Cause like, like you have the audacity to hang up on me. Yeah. Instead yeah. of you. Because we'd be so focused on the fact of the hanging up aspect and why that person hanging up on you instead of focusing on, well, how did we get to this point? Why are we here? Yeah, I may not like the fact you hung up on me, but it's deeper than that. Why are we here? I'm the master hanger-upper. You will? Yeah. You, you bang on them quick? You hit the end button quick? Man. Or do you or you do the uh, the airplane mode? You just hit the airplane mode and it just drop the whole signal and you just... No, I, I hang up. You hit the red. Uh, you know, the, the older I got, the the better I got with. I'm getting off phone. I say that, but when I was younger, <laughs> shit, click. So, what you say? So younger versions hanging up, <laughs> older versions. I'm gonna ruin myself in the situation. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I want to communicate that this conversation is over. I'm giving before, you opportunity. Bang. Okay, so you give it a warning <laughs> shot. It's like a warning shot. Bow before yeah, you. I'm actually... about to get off phone, player. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to I, go. I, I, I tell somebody that quick. I don't care what kind of setting is in. Like if I want to check out, 
I'm checking out. I want to go home. But wrap this up. But do you feel like now that you say that, and it's interesting because I guarantee it's probably, probably a lot of people that feel that way too, right? Right? I feel like we're more alike than we are different. So I feel like there's an audience of people out there that probably feel the way that you feel. But mm-hmm. when is there a time for you to feel like you to do that where you should go that, take that drastic of a measure to remove yourself from a situation or when you kind of stick in, be patient, try to at least, you know. When you know you're about to blow. When you know it ain't going to be nothing good come from a response other than you removing yourself, then that's when you do it. Okay. Do you feel like some people have patience to be able to do that? At the moment, you don't say something I don't like, then you want to pull that card. Because we got people that do that, too. Where the moment I say something you don't like, then it's like, I can't handle it more. I'm done. And that, and, and I don't think that that's a way of you being able to remove yourself from the situation. No, nah, no. Nah, that's cowardly now. But you got a lot of people that do that. Well, I don't want to talk no more about it. I'm done because I said something you don't like now. Or I yeah. made a critical point. Yeah, that's cowardly now. But you still, how many people do that, though? Think about how many times you've been in a situation that's happened to you. Vice versa with me. Yeah. I said sometimes I did that. I cowed it out. You you, you got to man up. Because if you don't have this conversation now, you're going to have it later. It's and it's probably going to be a worse. Yep. yep. So you, you got to deal with things. All that, like, letting stuff rest. and It don't rest. It grows. That, that resentment and that contentment grows. Question. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like it's a big deal for people to acknowledge that they're wrong, that they are in the wrong, and to apologize? Do you think that's very important in relationships? Or people should just get... Because there's some people that feel like they don't apologize and just move on the next day if it never happened. That's not cool for the person that that the offense was committed to. And I know that because, you know, just being transparent, I've experienced that a lot in my my current relationships. That accountability isn't isn't a big deal for a lot of people like we're losing that we're losing that you know whether it be friendships or or intimate intimate relationships like you gotta you gotta self-accountability i shouldn't have to make you understand that you hurt me Mm. you should be come come to me and tell me hey i'm sorry i know i did blah 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 so i said blah 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 yep i'm sorry Right. And I don't need to cover that up with excuses. So a person should be cognizant of the fact of knowing and being in tune with the person who they're with, if they hurt them or not. They should be have some type of form of awareness. When you say cognizant, what the hell does that mean? Like meaning that they should be... Using all these big words. Well, my bad. Why simplify it in a simple way? They should be aware of the fact that this is the things I'm doing to this person and that this is the impact I'm having on this person. And they should be aware of that. Because if I'm with you and I live with you, I should know how you're moving around. If I'm paying attention to you, I should know how your body language is, how your tone is. Yeah, that's that's just paying attention. You gotta but, pay attention to your your mate. But how many people? But do, do a lot of people do that? That's the question. Hell, I mean, no, they, say it. Don't sugarcoat it. Say that shit. They they should. But do a lot of people do it, my brother? I don't. I can't say I know that. Based upon I, your experience that I you've seen, feel others. like okay, and I, I feel like that. I too. feel like. A lot of people don't do it with the with the, you know. I'm a stats man. Okay, you like the analytics. Yeah, so I look at the divorce rates, and, what and I look at the the okay. the separations and and the amount of people that aren't even thinking about marriage anymore because it's like it, the world's so selfish now. Mm. So they don't want to get they don't want the responsibility of a relationship because they're not gonna own their stuff. They want somebody to be, just be there for them. 
question. So with that being said, if a person, because you said that when people do that, they have a, a certain level of selfishness about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you feel like that people that have a selfish mentality, should they be by themselves and not be involved with anyone else based upon that? I think they should address that. I don't, I'm not one of them people that think that you should just, you, you diagnose and you don't give it no medicine. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just say I'm selfish and be fine. You can't just say I'm rude and I'm fine with that. That's who I am. No, that's a flaw. A flaw a flaw is something you should work on, work out of you. You shouldn't have, be walking around here and your girl telling you, well, you don't ever buy no groceries for the house. You ain't never, you don't ever answer the phone. And you don't ever, like, tell me you love me or tell me I'm pretty. Like, if, you, if you're so self-absorbed, that's something that you work out. You don't just leave that relationship and go to somebody else and get them the same shit you gave them. Because that's all you're going to do. Repeat the same pattern. Right. So right now, do I love you enough to make some adjustments? Mm. And we all have to adjust in our relationships, whether it be family, friends, intimate relationships, jobs. I know brothers that walk around quitting job after job all the time. I'll be like, how in the hell do they keep hiring you still? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you you quitting every job because you got a problem with how they are. You got a problem with your boss being the boss. You want them to be your friend. That's not your friend. You at work. And, I, and I'm being straight. You can't have a problem with everybody. Everybody ain't got the pro- same problem. Yep. It's you. That's it's good. you. You can't keep quitting. Yep. You, you got to take the test. You got, you got to. You right, brother. Yeah, you can't just run around here, hey. Man, let me tell you what they did before I quit. Hey, man. Why you keep quitting? And then you quit and you don't have no, no backup plan. Yeah. And and when you look at stuff like that, you can look at it. Brothers, if this is you, I'm not shitting on you right now. I'm telling you like it is. If that's the type of personality or character that you have, you can look at the rest of your life and you can see that same problem. It's going to seem to happen. You quitting on your kids too. You quitting on your girl. That's right. You quitting on your your family, your friends. Like you just bow out. That's just how they are. You want everybody to accept that. That's it. They can't count on you. The problem ain't everybody. Sometimes the problem is you. That's right. And we said this on this channel multiple occasions that you have to sometimes look yourself in the damn mirror. Yeah. In order to be able to see that okay, is it them or is it me? Am mm-hmm. I attracting this, even these type of relationships or these type of people in my life? Yeah. Because I believe in the laws of energy. And I believe that you you attract, if you continue to attract the same type of woman in multiple relationships, then who fault is it? Is it them or is it you? Mm. I'm going to yeah. say that one more time. If you're attracting the same type of person in which you're trying to escape, is it them or is it you? It's me, guys. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I felt that in my spirit. Because I've had it. I've had to say that to myself. I've dealt with, i give an example. Some of the most previous, uh, the last few relationships I dealt with before I got married, I was dealing with the same type of woman. Angry. Bitter. Felt like I owed them something. But all of them had one thing in common. And guess what it was? Bad daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And you wanted me to make up for some things that which I didn't do that someone else did. And you took it out on me. Sometimes you have to identify that you're probably a healer, too. You have to, but at some point, how long do you become the healer until you become the person, now you're the victim? 
of what someone else is doing to you. Now you need to be healed. You, you know what I'm saying? Everybody deserves to be healed, but it can't be at the expense where you're losing yourself. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to be, man, you end up being the one that be, need to be healed. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, they yeah. created another them in you. And now they, they put that trauma down, and they pass that trauma on to you. And now yeah. you have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to deal with it. And we have to, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast that when we talk about these different things, is that you're avoiding a situation where you're having to add more trauma to your life. Yeah. As black people, we already got enough trauma as it is. Yeah. All of us. Self inflicted. Uh. Even a lot of people like to say PTSD, but hell, black people carry a lot of PTSD from slavery yeah. and civil rights and everything like that. Civil rights, projects. Projects, hood, hood life. life, whatever it may yeah. be. We all carry that. But yeah. is that an excuse for you to continue to live in that narrative in which your forefathers and your and your ancestors had to go through? Or do we try to break the generational curse? First of all, I ain't have four daddies. I had two. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> you want to put that shit all the way out there, huh? That was the only damn thing. <laughs> we cutting up, y'all. We cutting up. So, that's why I love that book, The Conversation. Mainly because of like that second and third chapter that when, when, when they posed the question about like why black folks need to talk before they enter into relationships. And he asked uh, one of his friends, a married couple, and she talked about uh, the wife decided to talk about the experience of black people, something that we don't talk about mm. when we're going into relationships. A lot of this, this, and, and, and to this day, like social media, you know, all the stuff that we indict on each other mm. every day, mm-hmm. every day, we indict all these women ain't shit, men ain't shit. And and then you find statistics like black men have been the number one in the category of being there for their children for ages, wanting to be there. These are these are these are statistics that you can Google, and and you look up the most involved fathers. They're black. The numbers are higher for black men. They want to be involved. They are involved. If you let them. Leave them be and let them be fathers. If it don't work out, if there's if if, I'm if the relationship putting, don't work out, if I'm not putting my child in danger, it don't matter what happened between me and you. You and, and one, the government need to change the fact that I know we're going off track a little bit, but I want to say this: the government need to change the fact that the uh, one parent gets to govern the other. That's not fair, whether it be a single father or a single mother. Right. You should not be in charge. If I am supposed to, if, if I want to be involved and I should be involved or supposed to be involved in my kid's life, which I should. As long as I'm showing fit. Hey, who make you the judge of me being fit? Are they coming home with bruises? Well, you know what I mean? Those exceptions to the rule. You know, we. The parents have a drug addiction. Because I'm not going to have my kid, regardless if you love my son. I'm, I say, I'm, then we, we may agree to disagree. No, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, yeah. but I'm saying that we always offer too much attention to things that are like less than 5% of the issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, you don't see parents like that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a dope boy trapping every day, when he with his child, he with his child. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know a lot of dudes in the streets that's with their child. I know girls that strip 
that when they you, you'll think they soccer moms, and that's it. You don't know what they do tonight. Do at do at night when their kids in the bed. From eleven to seven. Hey, <laughs> eleven p.m. to seven a.m. That's their business. What am I? What I am? And what is what I'm doing affecting me parenting my child? You looking at me? You know what I mean? That's what a lot of people do when they get they get in relationships that dissolve, and now they got to be co-parents. You're looking at the person for what you don't like about them. The child don't know none of that. The child, all I see is they take they take me to school. They pick me up from school. They get me on the weekends they supposed to. We have a good time. The environment is safe. I get what I want when I'm over there. We have a good conversation. We have fun. They don't see what you're doing outside of that. You're 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 projecting your feelings onto your child. So question, so then if a woman was to say hypothetically, we just say make it as men that do it. If a person's a prostitute, gigolo, prostitute, whatever you want to call it. Unsavory lifestyle. But we just put it out there. Yeah. And they sell themselves Mm -hmm. to earn for a living. Mm -hmm. And they child, they have a child and they are, you know, raising their child and or they have rights where they see their child on the weekends, and the parent may feel like because the lifestyle you have, the type of life that you do, you, the life that you have in, in, order, in order for you to generate an income, where you're de- dealing with different strangers and everything like that, and you're meeting up with them, that I have a level of caution of wanting to bring my child around because I don't know if any of these people you're dealing with may come back and trap you, find you, because there are some weirdos. Mm-hmm. You know, does a parent have a right to be hesitant of not wanting them, their child, to be around that particular parent based upon their lifestyle, because of the risk that may come along with that? Because, like you said, you're a drug dealer, yeah. And when you're with your child, you may be with your child. It may be absolutely about your child. You may be provided, give them everything you want, spend time with them. But the lifestyle you have, you don't know who's watching you. Mm-hmm. You don't know that that one day you may be taking your child to the park go play and it's innocent on your end but on the other your ops right that's the new term the ops right your ops may be watching you and you don't even know it and then here it is your child might be caught up in the victim of a crossfire because of your actions do you feel like it's okay for parents then or do you think parents are tripping when they say I'm not going to bring my child I'm not going to let you see my child based upon what you do and the risks that come along with that in my opinion those are like you know, we we went far far left on that. But let's go, because there's gonna be some people that's gonna think that. That's why I brought up. I even I, I know, but I brought this up because we may have viewers out there that may want to go to the stream. So I want to cover all. I understand, so I'm gonna address that. Got you. With with that stuff like that, <clears throat> I believe in grace. You know, I grew up in the church. I believe that when a man becomes when he grows into the know. He starts to make adjustments to their, his lifestyle, and vice versa, women too. Where I'm at today ain't necessarily where I'm gonna be at. As a, as a parent, the ministry of parenting is what I call it. Not only is that benefiting the child, but that benefits you. It lets you know what areas you need to grow in. If I feel unsafe taking my child to Chuck E. Cheese because of my 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 career choice. With quotations in there, like air quotes. Um, I know that I need to change that because now I'm endangering my child. But a lot of times, 
and that, and that's all I got to say about that part of it because those are like small exceptions to the rule because there's a lot of ex-street dudes that are now working straight jobs. Absolutely. That are fine. And that's, and, that, and, that, and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And they didn't stop until they wanted to stop. They had to come to that realization, that conclusion on their own, though. But they still had an opportunity, a window of opportunity. We all have a chance to change. But yeah. is do you change while you have the while the window of opportunity is there before it closes up? Yeah. And these are the people who you're naming in those examples where they were street guys that went corporate because they had an opportunity. They changed it before that window closed. Yeah. And now they don't have to worry about this. No longer their story. There's no longer their narrative. Whatever the case may be. I'm with you. Go ahead. Yeah, they out of that. But, but what about the ones is- that don't? don't, don't. Well, I mean, there, there's some consequences for that. It may be you, it may be your, your family, you know, it may be your children. But that's 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 such a small percentage of what's actually going on when when women feel the need to step in on guys mm-hmm. and separate them from their children. Mm-hmm. It's because of, well, I don't like the woman that you're with. Mm-hmm. That's pet, the pettiness. Yeah. It's I the don't woman. like the guy that you're with. I don't like the lifestyle you lead now. Uh, with with who's around you, I don't know them. You ain't got to. I don't know everybody. You know, but but do they have a right to know them though? If your child is around them though, that's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject because it's been made one. But does so? I'm gonna give you so it's hypothetical. You're saying? Go ahead. I'm listening. No, go ahead. Because I, I want you say, to go. I want you to finish your point, please. Go ahead. You're. you're what 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 I hear when someone says that is you're saying that you love our child, but you think I'm gonna have them around people that's gonna hurt. You don't know. It's my child too. I feel you, but I gotta know that. Basically, I don't need you parenting me and the child. That's very true. Uh, 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 that's very true on that aspect. But if I see that based upon before we left, or that even after we left, you're still exerting a certain behavior. They're showing that based upon the actions and the things that you're doing is putting the child at risk, then the parent, in my opinion, has a right to question that. Because at the end of the day, it's our child. Yeah, I know it's your child, but it's their child too. And I need to know that you're not putting our child in a position where something can happen. Something can happen, though. But is it based upon just random events or because of things that you're doing that could generate that energy where it could happen? It's two different things, and that's my question. Things like that ran, can randomly happen anyway, though. You know, I I, I was a single parent, mm-hmm. and I gave my my daughter's mom a hard time because I didn't trust her her instincts around people, her her choice of friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I made it difficult um, for a little bit, for a little bit, for a season. Yeah, for, for a season. Okay. To um for and I didn't trust her. Okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Like you you. you 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 walk around Walmart, you don't know what she at? Oh hell no. No, no, you can't do that. But what I had to learn on my own is that when I had my own situations with my child and I wasn't I'm right here and something happened. You can't control that. Once you get into a situation when 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 your child when you're when you're co parenting outside of the household that's the invitation that you sent out. That's the invitation. So, I mean, you you have to put it like, okay, if my kids are with my wife, we live together. Something can still happen. You're still the same person. You still don't pay attention to everything like I do because I'm the way I am. 
and I'm always like checking. The security is a big issue for me. It ain't going to be for her. We ain't the same person. So you have to just, you have to like chill out. That's what you made for. You know what I mean? If you need to intervene, if you need to check something, that's when you come in. But all that warning and telling people what they can do with their kids, you got to let that go. Because you're you, you not in charge. They got the same rights you have when it comes to them kids. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't just tell somebody that you can't have around such and such. If such and such ain't bothering them, get off my phone. Yeah, because not some people do petty shit. Excuse me. Most of them do. Do a lot of do petty shit because not because of what the person is, because they just don't like the idea of someone else being around them. Yeah. Now, and I feel like, and when they do that, then yeah, that's you going, you you doing too much. That's most cases. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a lot of cases of that. I totally agree, yeah. especially with women, and when, when it comes to women dealing with men that have moved on from them and they have met a new woman, but they want to still be involved with the child, then they will use that as an alibi, as an excuse. Oh man, I, I've seen that happen a lot. So I agree with you on that. Point. And vice versa. And I, vice versa too. And, and vice dated, versa, absolutely. I've dated women that got crazy exes, but, always hanging around and lurking and got dang, you know, and always out there. What's the yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills cop when they out there? This uh, what's the stakeout? Telling you, you know what I mean? Telling <laughs> yeah, you what's man. going on and stuff like that. Hey man, let that go. Yeah, any brothers out there like that? If you're no longer with her. And she ain't, she don't want to be with you. Focus on your child. Say that one more time for the people in the back. They heard me. I, I want you to say it loud yeah. for the people Focus in the back. Focus on your child, bro. She don't want you no more. And it's so, and, and, and accept it. Don't try to force it. Do some psycho bullshit to, 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 to force yourself to make it what you're going to be in my life. Because how many cases have we seen that happen? What's the outcome? Either they in jail or they what? They're, they dead. There you ran up on the wrong dude. Ran up on the and we don't see that happen. Yeah, yeah, you gonna run up on the wrong dude and he ain't gonna play like that. I don't play with you like that. The games that she play, I don't play like that, my brother. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're a threat, especially if you're coming up aggressive and hostile. He don't know you. Yeah, yeah, you think it don't matter because you're doing it for your kids and you're trying to be a good father and stuff like that. That don't matter. You started. You you caused the situation. Versus you getting the details and, and understanding what's going on. Now, if you've gotten all the details and you see there's a foul play with this person or this person doing something mis, mis, you know, mischievous or wrong to your child, then as a parent, you have the right to react and protect. In those cases, it makes sense. That's what I'm saying. But cases, they ain't that you just don't want to let go. That's true. And then you hold some type of resentment and you take it out on the other person by taking their child away from them. And that's the bullshit. Or causing issues in their life. Right. And that's the bullshit, is it not? Yeah. That's the bullshit. Yeah. Be to let it go. I I've been on both sides of that. Yes. It ain't it ain't about you no more. It ain't about y'all no more. You need to just let that go. Let that go and focus on and y'all co parenting and that's it. Cause at this that's point, it. the one thing that y'all can say that y'all did correct at the end of the day and no one can take away is that life. Get you them can, kids to uh eighteen. Get them to eighteen and try to prevent them from experiencing as much try to remove as much trauma out of their life as possible. That's our job. I've learned something that, yeah, we're not going to always fulfill that promise of that commitment of being able to remove complete trauma out of their life with our children. We're not. I came with, I just had that self-realization just recently, brother. And it was a hard pill to swallow. Because yeah. I'm big on mental illness, right? I'm big on, you know, self-love and stuff. And, you, and I try to instill that and teach that with them. But they may still experience it at the end of the day. 
And at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to blame yourself for stuff that ain't your fault. Right. So it's our job that, like you said, and I understand what you're saying, that in those situations with our children that we don't need to act in that way. Because when you act in that way, people don't realize we are creating trauma. And are we adding on to the generational curses? Mm-hmm. You know, isn't our job while we're on this earth is to to remove and to fix as many generational pers- per- uh, uh, generational curses as possible? I'm going to say something that probably is against popular belief. What's that? My idea is no. And why is that? That's your, interesting that you said that. That's interesting that you say that. And I want to know your thoughts behind that. Well, I'll go back to the Will Smith quote. When his dad told him and his brother to build a wall, and if you 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 thinking about this this uh, as it, and as it speaks to um, generational issues, if you start thinking about the the proverbial wall of fixing all of these issues that we got, instead of just focusing on this issue, the issue is the issue that you have in front of you is that I want to be a present father and a present husband. I want to be a provider to my family as it stands right now. Absolutely. I'm going to lay this brick. Yes, sir. I hope my homeboys doing the same thing. Right. I hope that my kids learn from what I'm doing. Right. And now that, and if I, if I have a circle around me of family and friends that are also doing the same thing, we're teaching these kids that, that uh, the latter is not an option. I'm with you. You know what I mean? We can't focus on the generational stuff. Absolutely. We got to f- focus on to that. Go ahead. But guess what you just said, though? By you doing your part, you are breaking generational curses. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. I'll give you an example. That's a broad statement. It's a broad though. statement, but you're still doing the work without you knowing you're doing the work. Even though you're not putting that pressure on yourself, but by you doing those deeds that you're doing by you being present and being a father figure in this child's life. Hypothetically, we'll say that for a second. You're being present in your child's life. And with your wife. Right, in your wife. We would say, for example, for fathers, I'm going to use a broad example. There's men out there who are fathers to their daughters or their sons who didn't experience that type of father figure in their life. Right? Mm-hmm. I grew up without a father. Or sisters, I grew up without a mother. I have a child now. I'm not doing the same things that my mother did to me. I'm doing something different. I'm t- I'm taking a different path. I'm involved. I'm there. I'm in. I'm present. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you're not looking at from that perspective, or not. But by you doing your part because you got your own children, you are breaking generational curses, in my opinion. In your opinion, you're right. But if I'm am I is my focus generational curses? Or generational issues or, or trauma that, that impacted black people? Am I focused on that or am I focused on being a father? You focus am I focused on, on being a husband? You're focused on doing your part. Now, I, I, you're focused on doing your part, which is you're being a husband, you're being a father, and you're doing the things in which you may not have received growing up. And you're like, I'm not going to do those same things. I'm going to do something different because I know the impact it had on me. Because a lot of people that drive them to do the right thing different, they, they do, they're doing the thing that they're doing different from their parents is because they know what it felt like when they didn't have it. I understand and and I'm still interjecting the idea that, you know, we 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 gener- build generational wealth, build break generational curses and all of that. That's that's fine. Those are those are good deeds to me. 
that you want to focus on that, that type of stuff. That's cool. But what I place in my household today is what matters most to me. You know what I mean? And I understand the ideology behind let's break these things, break these chains off all this all this stuff that's on us. I get that. And it starts with us. With it you. starts with us, but a lot of people that focus on a generational shit, they take focus off of what matters today. And I will agree with that. The and goal, that as, if you focus, focus on, on the goal. The goal, and you can't focus, and I understand that to that extent too. So if you get too extreme with that, then you'll lose the main purpose. You'll focus, you'll not, you'll not that's focus extreme, on the, though. that's, I mean, that, to an extent, if you're that extreme with the thought. Is it not extreme in itself though? No. I Generational curse? I don't think so. I think that if you become obsessed with the thought of it, then yes, it can be. But to acknowledge the fact that there are generational curses, absolutely not. The, the interpretation of it as it comes to, through to my children and to my wife, if that's my focus, we're all looking at the goal line. We're not thinking about the happiness and peace that we can instill in our household today. I don't see that. I look at it as I see that there was, a, I'm aware of what I didn't have in my life. And I'm aware that the impact that it had on me. And so now I'm aware that when I have my own children, I'm not going to make those same mistakes that my father did or my mother did. Because the fact is some people make these mistakes because it's not based upon them being evil. It's not based upon them being evil because they just don't fucking know. Yeah. They don't know. And I've had to realize that growing up that some of the things that happened to me that I didn't understand was nothing personal. They just didn't know. Yeah. But it had an impact on me still, but they didn't know. Yeah. But I know. Yeah. So it's my job since I'm aware and my parents didn't wear that now I have to do better. Otherwise, if I don't not fall behind those same footsteps that happened to me, then I'm making excuses of why I'm not stepping up. That's how I view it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you become obsessed with generational curse and you're instilled in them, then yes, then that's a problem. But if you're looking at it as like, well, damn, my my dad wasn't there for me like I wanted to. My dad didn't show up to a football game. My dad didn't take me to practice. I got a son now. I'm going to be there for my son. I'm going to come to every single Are game. Are you there for your son in spite of or because of? I'm, in, I'm there because I want to be there. That's because of? Yeah, because of. Because yeah. I, but here's the thing. Because I know if I'm not what can and how it can impact him. I want to be there because I want to be there, but also I understand too as well. If I don't, how that will make him feel. All your other friends' parents are there, and I'm not there. Yeah. All everybody's not. everybody mom is there, but you're not there. Or they're not. They're not there, right? And yeah. but in, in, in regards of like you said, we talked earlier today. Regards if the mom or dad intentions was there to be there, you wasn't. It's the results. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we have to focus on, hey. You know what? This doesn't happen to me. I'm aware that it didn't happen to me and that it had an impact on me. But here it is. I have children and I'm in a better position that my parents was in to do better. So I'm going to do better because I want to do better because I want my child not to feel what the fuck I feel because I know what impact it had on me and what it was. And because of that, it caused me to walk down a path that I didn't have to walk down. Of. You dig what I'm saying? That's what I look at from that aspect. So, you know, you know. Again, if you focus on the generational aspect part, then no. But if you're focusing on correcting things that happen from your parents and you're fixing them, that's then you're doing. That's in spite of when you do that. But you're still. But then, and then that's the case. We'll follow with that. Can I follow with you then? What's ride? Can we? Can I ride on that that bike with you? What's ride on that path? If it's a spite of, then it, it, who's but, riding the bike first? Shit, you want to ride it? <laughs> I mean, we ain't gonna ride. You, you got your own bike. I got my okay, own okay. bike. Okay, we ain't, we ain't ride on the same bike. I ain't, you ain't sit behind me, hold my hand. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't hold my hips. You ain't like, listen. I ain't holding your hips. You ain't hold my 
Nah, you got your own bike. <laughs> oh, man. But, but I'm just serious, though. I just want, again, guys, and this is good that you have these conversations with your brother. Yeah. Because me and, him, me and my brother right here, we may agree on certain things, but we may disagree, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that Absolutely. again. We're doing this on air. That's okay. Every branch of the tree it doesn't have the same purpose. But we can still, I can still learn still something from it. We still part of the tree, and I can still yeah. learn something from what you're yeah. saying. I may not understand right now, but I may think back on it. I may listen to it. I may, okay, I may not understand that, but I understand where you're coming from. Let me tell you my experience with generational curses. Thinking that broad. Talk to me. When I thought that broad, even though I wasn't in love with my first wife, mm-hmm. my whole thing, my 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 part in ruining what could have been eventually okay mm-hmm. maybe because I, I'm under the understanding that marriage isn't just about love so and, and I think I'll get to that later because I was going to go <laughs> that's all I've yeah, seen it I yeah. looked at your face I seen the, yeah. the non-verbal go ahead so the mistakes I made mm-hmm. trying to build what I seen the Huxtables and, and, and trying to remove myself so far from what I knew mm-hmm that what the direction that I was taking my family in Mm-mm. wasn't healthy because I was only focused on not continuing what I saw. Mm-hmm. So in the effort not to continue what I saw, mm-hmm. I was in there with my family. Mm-hmm. I was in the house, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was trying I was focusing on building a house that looked like what I thought was better than what I had. You know understand what I mean? Listen. That that focus took me away from actually being present with my daughter, with my wife. It took me away from that. I wasn't I, I wasn't trying to build um um I wasn't trying to instill happiness and, and peace and joy in my home and trying to just if I'm there, I'm there because I wanna see my daughter walk for the first time. No, I was there because I felt a duty. You know what I mean? Because I felt the duty. Because I felt like my parents didn't see me walk first. My daddy didn't teach me how to ride a bike. I wasn't there because I wanted to see that. And I wanted her to feel my presence in that moment. I was there because I was doing it in spite of what happened to me. How did your daughter feel when you was there, though? It's a shell. It's like an avatar. I'm there, but I ain't really. Because I'm creating this moment, this this you know what I mean. I'm manufacturing a moment, if that makes sense. And I'm not I'm not in it. So was you happy? Here's my question though, because you may have been in, it, you don't realize it. When oh, you say I you, wasn't. So when your daughter walked, was you not happy? I was happy that I had that moment. Was you happy that your daughter graduated high school? In your heart. Oh well, that's different. Uh uh-uh, uh. Because not. I wasn't the same person at that point. Oh, but I was there because I wanted to see that. And I wanted her to know that she was celebrated because I wanted to be there. Before, like if I was the same person, it would have been a big party because I was trying to create something. Got you. You know what I mean? I was trying to create my idea of what that moment was like. Like you trying to fill the like. void that was missing. Like, no, well, like the- I was trying to create a scene of like what it's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? But there's no, no, there's no such thing as what's supposed to be like. It's just you being there. Being when, when, when you focus a whole lot on building something, that's that's so broad. You try to find like what's the word for it? you? 
you, you, you try to find like these blueprints of what it's supposed to. You start following this guideline. Okay, when you, when you drive the car for the first time, we're supposed to eat lunch, <laughs> eat some ice cream, and and take pictures and post it on Instagram. Right, if right. that's what I believe that everybody does when we're trying to follow this formula of breaking this this curse, mm-hmm. being fathers, being present. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to follow that, I'm doing exactly what I think I'm supposed to do in that moment. Instead of enjoying the moment and allowing them to enjoy the moment. You can't celebrate the way that you naturally want to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Like, hell, we might just go get ice cream and have a conversation. Hug you, get hey, Baby, you did good. High five. We'll get out this hot-ass car. You know what I mean? Let's do something else. Yeah. You good. Next weekend, we back at it. You know what I mean? That's the way it naturally probably, just hypothetically, naturally it probably would look like that. But because I'm trying to follow this formula of breaking the curse or following the guidelines of this is what it's supposed to be like when we're doing things correctly. That's what I'm focused on. Making sure we do this. Step one, step two, step three. If you do it that way, it's too much pressure. Yeah. And a lot of us are burdened by the pressure of let me be something that statistics say that I'm not. If you're doing it in that aspect, then you're putting too much pressure on yourself. And and that's what I, those, those are the people I was speaking to yeah, because absolutely. when they hear that, yeah. They diagnose that a different way. Yeah, they, they 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 hear that a different and way. Now you saying it and you broke it down in that aspect. Yeah. You're doing it that way that you are doing too much because that's not pretty much you, you you put too much pressure on yourself for one and then on the individual. Yeah. Because then at this point you can make it where that's when people start doing shit where they start forcing their kids to go into goals and shit that they didn't do because they missed out on that opportunity or their parents did and now you putting that pressure on your child to fulfill something that you didn't. Yeah, miss and, that, games. And, and, and then that part that's extreme, and I don't and I, and I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, miss, I don't subscribe. To it's that. okay to miss some games because your parents didn't make all your games. You you losing jobs or you 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 trying to create this. You know what I mean? You doing all of this mm-hmm. and you messing up what could be because you don't want to miss one game. Basically, you ain't gonna miss one. Yeah, you ain't gonna miss one game, but now because you missed one game, then now you don't lost your damn job. You yeah. have to prioritize, so like, so you can yeah. be so. In that aspect, you're right. Listen you got some people that that are extreme because of that, but that's when you have to have those conversations with your child before it gets to that point. Or hey, with son, yourself. Oh, yeah, with yourself or with the, your child yeah. too, though. But you gotta at least talk to them. Let them know you ain't gonna make That's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Communicate. Don't, don't wait until Friday night lights hit and they look up at the damn stand and that's when you sit and you ain't there and you never told them anything. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's yeah, that, I get that. That's, but, but, that's but, not but, what I was going to. Oh like, no, no, you're not saying that, brother. To get rid of yeah. like that that pressure. Yeah. That hey, it's okay. Of course you're gonna let your wife and your kids know that hey, some I'm people not don't. Some people don't. Yeah, they, well, there was exceptions to the rule. Yeah, right? yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm just saying that for the ones that don't, like you, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. As long as you're expressing and you're communicating, yeah. hey, this Friday, I'm not going to be here. I'm telling you this because you already know what it is on the beginning of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, or t- whatever. Hey, I'm not going to be able to come. I can't find nobody to take my place or I can work for me. Hey, son, I want to be there. I won't be able to make it, but however, I've already made plans for the next game. I'm going to be there. Your mom's going to be there if you're in a sing- if you're in a co-parenting situation. Your mom is going to be there. I'm going to have some type of video seeing what you did because you. It's ways I can still be there without being. There. I may not be there that night, but I'm going to still experience what you have done. Yeah. 
Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And you communicate with them and you keep your word. There's so many men and women out here, though, with burdening themselves by the pressure of being present mm. that they forget that there's, there's other ways I can be present. There's other things that we can do. I don't have to just be present for this. Because now you just focus on now. You're just trying to create this superior athlete mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever they, their yep. activity yep, yep, they're yep, into. Yep, yep, yep. And you're putting all your focus on that. And you're not dealing with the fact that this kid needs some other stuff. Now you got an asshole. He's a good athlete, but he's a jerk. Yeah. Oh, he's a good athlete, but he ain't academically there. Or, or they got some issues that they only share with other people and they can't talk to you about none of them. Right, because there's too much pressure you and put on them. These are mistakes that I made. We, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. These, these are mistakes that, that I I wasn't, when it comes to conversation about sexuality and stuff like that, I'm so focused on, on academics. Like, I'm, I'm so focused in this area. And this is talking about me for real. I'm so focused in this area that the education that I was putting on the other areas of like sexuality, how to have friendships and, and how to be social and stuff like that. Like I dropped the ball in those areas. You know what I mean? Cause my main focus was, was filling the voids of myself. I was parenting me. It's what mm, I was doing. That's deep. Say that again. I was parenting me. That's what I was doing instead instead of parenting my child. And, and, and giving them what they needed, I was giving them what I didn't have. I'm, and that's what that's where my issue comes in with when you try to break these generational curses. You're following a formula that takes you out of being present of what you have to deal with right here. Right here is your focus. I want to know my child and I want my child to know me. That's healthy. I want to fix me. That's unhealthy. If I'm trying to fix me by parenting you, fix everything that my dad didn't do, my mama didn't do. You gotta fix yourself because you want to fix yourself, and then that will that will then that's gonna uh, be part of your yeah. That that will trickle. You based upon you working on yourself will trickle down on everything else in life. Being a parent, you learn the first rule of thumb of every parent, and I know you're gonna agree. What's that? It ain't about you no more. It definitely. That's the you. first thing you. you like. better, that's true. It definitely about. It ain't, it ain't about, about you no more. more. It's about them. This ain't got you. Get your moments. And and for me, being a parent, and I'm sure you can agree, mm. this doing this podcast is a moment. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. Because yeah. I know when I walk out of here, even though my child in college now, and my kids grown, yeah, you know, my baby in college. That don't mean that I might not have to get up and get on the road and go to Savannah or go to Smyrna. Or even Houston, for one of my kids to be a parent today. Today, I can leave and have to do that today. And guess what? And you gonna but my question is, you gonna goddamn do it, right? So when I have my moments where I can have a a cigar, a glass of wine, and relax and kick it with my boy, I'm gonna enjoy that moment because I know outside of that, this ass right here belonging in. Absolutely. You know, this this they were. And it's okay too, brother. Yeah. It's okay. That but that's the first rule that we learn as parents. That's absolutely right. It ain't about you no more, it's, bro. It's not about you. It's about them. It's so and 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 taking that a step further, when you're parenting your children, we have to get out of the habit of doing this is how you get these brats. <laughs> this is how you get these kids out here that ain't never got spanked before because you didn't want to spank them because you your parents spanked you. You don't want to spank your kids, so now you got kids out here that ain't never got spanked before ain't scared of you at all. They don't think nothing you can do is physical is going to harm them. 
because you ain't never did it before, so they ain't thinking about that. So they're going out here in these schools with guns. They're going out here in these schools with drugs. They're going out here disrespecting these teachers. These elders. Elders. Because they ain't scared. They ain't got nobody to be scared of. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They ain't scared of nobody. Mm Mm-hmm. So... They ain't scared of nothing. So if you ain't scared of nothing, you ain't worrying about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ain't worrying about nothing at all. And that's that's my take on we got to stop parenting our children like we're parent like we're trying to correct the shit that happened to us. And we put a lot of focus on that. Agree. A lot of folks. Agree on that part. I definitely agree with you. And that's what, when I hear gender, not necessarily because of what I understand about what you were saying, defending the generational curses and and things like things like what you were saying, that made sense. But you got some people on the other end. Of the Most spectrum. people that say that yeah. are really focused on correction. Correction. So that's why you see people too. And I want to say this right quick before we before we move off this topic. I never understood why people have these baby showers and your baby's one years old not gonna remember and you don't spend five or six bands on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't have that. Nobody celebrated you like that. My mama ain't throw me no birthday party. Ever. So you need to get a birthday cake. So now your baby that ain't gonna remember it, you don't spend six bands on it. Yeah. And it was that for your baby who's not gonna remember it, that was for your ego. Now your credit bad. Who is that for the baby or for you? Like you yeah, just said. That's for you. Mm. You got a whole coming to America set up <laughs> for for a one year old birthday party yeah, yeah, yeah. that they ain't gonna remember. And my thing is, with that five thousand you spent on that baby shower, could you invest that on something else instead? Of you getting out of that apartment that you had that baby shower? Could you got you a house? Yeah, the, the real issue with with black family, you want to break something, break that up, stop doing that shit, wasting money. If they ain't gonna remember, if they if you see your kids. If you see your kids, <laughs> keep thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Nah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's outside. We inside, bro. So, um, if 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 the way we waste money is the real issue, and not building generational wealth, we wasteful. As parents, if you see your kid at one, two years old playing more with the boxes that, that the presents came in and you don't spend two, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars on this thing right here and they had more fun playing with the box and the wrapper. That should be a one time lesson. You shouldn't repeat that next year. You know the funny thing I've heard? <laughs> and I know you heard it before. I've heard parents that bought shoes and clothes, shoes for their kids. Mm-hmm. Bought them some Jordans and bought them some damn Elmo shoes or something hypothetical. And the kid will pick what? Elmo. Elmo shoes. And it drives the parent crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you trying to buy them something that you didn't get at your age. Because you felt like you wanted. But the child that you're raising don't give a damn about that. They just care about the shoes and the fact that you got it and you're there. And we lose track of that part. And I'm with you on that. And that's how you can push your child away. That's how you can add unnecessary pressure to your child subconsciously or making them be something that you wish that you had and they didn't get if you're going about the wrong way. Can I defend myself real quick? Because sure. I think I just I just kind of talked about myself and I didn't even know that. I, 
So my daughter go to the HBC. My youngest daughter okay. goes to the HBC. Okay. She needed rain boots. Okay. I didn't go on Amazon and look for regular old rain boots. I had seen hoods. Of course, you're going to get the good shit. My daughter already corny as hell. Okay. When it comes to, like, the way she dressed. And I'm like, baby, you had an HBCU. They already talking about you. You don't tell them they talk about you. We ain't getting you no Walmart skippers. You know what I mean? We don't get something that a little bit designed. It's still cheap. Because, you know, we put, we, we, we can't say Uggs expensive if you can get a pair of Uggs for $80. Or 100 or something. Yeah, $100. And I'm not finna buy these tomorrow again. Or next week, I'm buying these one time. One time thing, and she's old enough where she can pretty much keep up with it. And yeah. She yeah, these okay. your rain boots. You don't wear these to go to go hang out in. These your rain it. when it's raining, right. storming real bad. You throw these on so that you don't wear your other shoes and mess them it's, up. And you still got a little sauce with it. Still yeah. got a little swag. A little bit sauce. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can wear these for a few years. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You'll still look good. I, I look at quality over or quantity. Brand. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy you a UGG because I know UGG. It's gonna uphold its value for yeah. the most part. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna last. Mm-hmm. If First, I buy you these skippers from Walmart, I'm gonna have to buy you these two, three more times. Cause the stitching might start coming out. Might be water getting in the. Sh- yeah, <laughs> and this is for the ones that we're talking about this because we're in a situation we're able to do that. Now the ones that that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. That's totally right. fine. That's fine. We're in a because different- I got twenty dollars a day. I can get you some skippers. And then I got another twenty next year when you need some more. Mm-hmm. That's cool, and and, and that's all you. Can I do. ain't too far removed from doing that. And if that's all you can do, that's okay too. For me, budgeting wise, yeah. it make more sense for me to spend these eight of the day, and I ain't got to worry about it because I might not even have that twenty when you need. Yeah, them yeah, yeah. I might have to save them twenties for about four months to get the eighty, and get you the good quality, and I ain't got to deal with it no more. Or yeah, or. And and now that I got those ones that cost eighty, mm-hmm. I might not. I, I'm good because next year when you need some skips, this week, I got next you. Year, I'm on time. I ain't I ain't got the twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't even get you the Walmart skips now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I got these eighty dollars to spend now, I'm gonna spend these now. And then I ain't got to worry about you for three years because <laughs> you got some rainbows. Not three years. Rain boots should last. I, mean, I don't have some rain boots that last me ten. But G though, you know it's different. Even if it, even if it lasts, it's out of style. You know, I. I you, we but they rain this. boots though. You can still they for the purpose of. G, you know what I mean? Just like, come with me on that. I'm with you. Just I know. I'm with purpose. you. I'm being funny though. I'm oh. being funny. I'm being funny, man. For you the got. Style. I'm giving you a taste of your own damn yeah, taste. Can you give someone? Yeah. I don't be doing you like that. The hell you don't. And the audience know that you give people, you Where give me Where my glasses hair. at? You so put, I can put on your damn yays. I ain't know. Put on I, your yays. I, these ain't the right, right ones. Them like, the aviator style, but you, where your yays at? I'm supposed to have my Steve Merkins <laughs> on. So you can understand that I'm, 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 uh, never mind. I'm with you, dog. Listen, I'm messing with you. I'm following the bouncing ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody did comment one time. One of them dudes sound like Shaq. <laughs> oh, love well, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm figuring they were talking about me. Yeah, I don't. I ain't no shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kobe. Uh, me and Kobe had a good game. You know, you know, I, I did this, I did that. But no, man. But I, I we just want to talk about that. I, I, I don't know why we had this topic, why we was on this topic today, but I felt it was necessary for us to talk about. That's a good topic. It. You know, because you know, we I, I thought about this this week. You know, and. One thing about it, man, when you have those moments alone, I will say this, guys, before we jump out. When you have those moments of solitude, 
when you're alone, use it as an opportunity to think about things. Not in a bad way. Things of of you doing a temperature check with yourself. Like meditating and stuff? I meditate. Why well, do meditate? Meditation. I tried to meditate the other day, man. All I kept chanting was 100 oaks, a bunch of oaks. But that's what you have to recalibrate that and change your thought. You're aware that you're thinking it, not change your thought. You control your thoughts. My inner man was hungry. You probably was thinking about that at the moment, but you ain't in control of your mind. When you the moment you said, damn, honey bunches of oats, honey nut cheerios, hold on, focus on the thought and what you're wanting and get back on track. That's all we're doing. When you're doing meditation, you, your thoughts can go everywhere. My thoughts go everywhere. But guess what? When the moment I'm aware that my thoughts are somewhere else, I get myself back you on need track. You show about that. What, meditation? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like meditation and prayer, like it's so difficult. Affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Absolutely. Prayer, whatever the case may be. Yeah. We can definitely do that. But again, you know, this is something that we just I just want to talk about today. Uh, I felt it was necessary based upon the energy and the mood that we was going that I felt like it was necessary for us to have this conversation. Guys, if y'all have any com any type of topics that y'all want us to talk about, subject matters or even questions, please put that in the comments. You know what I'm saying? We we look at these comments, we read these comments and we take the feedback that y'all say. Because the whole reason why we're doing it is not for us, it's for you too. And, we, and your feedback and what you say and what your thoughts is or even subject matters are important to us because we're doing this for our people. We're doing it for the people. Yeah. This ain't for us. Yeah. This is for the people. Yeah, like, yeah. share, and comment. Yeah, man. That's what it's get about. Involved. Get involved. Please even get involved. if you don't even get involved online, get involved in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at least have these type of conversations at the barbershops. At, at your church, yeah, absolutely, and, and in your household, absolutely, amongst your family and friends, your brothers, yeah, have your sisters. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to bring to 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 the table what that we had a historic moment, and I feel like everybody didn't even acknowledge it. What's that? Black Star re reunited. Black Star reunited. Yes. It's about damn time. I need an album. They got an album on on the Luminar. Uh, network. They, you got to download that app. Is it on Apple on Apple Music? Nope. I they, find it. They doing it just for themselves. Okay, cool. I, they got their own platform. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, they want to uh, maintain complete control of their art. Absolutely. And as you should. So, Yasin Bay, and uh, formerly known as Most Deaf, and Talib Kweli. Shout out to Talib and Most Deaf. I'm going with Most Deaf. I yeah, understand, yeah, I but I'm Most Deaf and, and Talib Kweli, man. What? DJ Muhammad, High Tech, man. Stop, man. You seen what Muhammad Ali did when that boy, when he asked that boy what his name was. What? He said, he said, Cash is Muhammad Ali said, what? What's my name? What's my name? That's right. So his name is Yasin Bey. Well, Yasin Bey, man. Shout out <laughs> to Yasin Bey. But you know, and you know they just had an episode which we I gotta watch that on. He was on Drink Champs. Yasin was Yasin was on there with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, they was at the um, at the at the what you call it compound Dave's yeah. compound in Yellow Spring. Yeah. So I, I want to uh, I'm gonna watch the episode. I want to check that out, man. Yeah, Drink Champs. You know, I'll be on that. Yeah, I watch that, man. I I'll like be that. On that. I like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Black Star though. Yeah. I was so happy to hear. That they came back together, and you know, Moses over here in the states, we we can call him Moses over here, but to his face, I would definitely say y'all seen. I'll call him y'all seen out of respect, yeah. you know. And I, I mean, and even then, I hope that the most deaf is not a disrespect towards him. But if he felt like that was, if we ever had him on this platform, 
and he said, hey, going forward, even outside, had to address me that out of respect for him and what he's done and things of that nature. You got it, my brother. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like most devils, his actual name. So I think he's giving us something that he's changed his name to now. So that's who he really is. That's who he is, Yasin. So shout out to Yasin. Shout yeah. out to... um. To, um, to to just Chappelle, the Black Star Movement, to yeah. Live Quali, any type of conscious rappers. I got to give a shout out to Black Thoughts, man. You know what I'm saying? From the roots, man. I got to give a big shout out to Top them. 10 easy. You Listen, know, when we did black, our list. Didn't yeah. I say something about most different our list before? I think you One did say something. About, I think you did, but a lot of cats, man, sleep on Black Thoughts, man, from the roots, man. Yeah, Black Thoughts. Black Thoughts is, if you listen to Black Thoughts and what he's saying, he can rap. Huh? Oh, I mean, Black Thought. Excuse me, Black Thought. Black Thought. But when you listen to Black Thought, man, and what he's saying, man, he can hang with the best. I heard him rap with the best. Can the best hang with him? I mean, shit. I mean, he rap with, <laughs> I mean, like, one of the best lyrics, well, right now, one of my favorite lyricists is out is my boy, Benny the Butcher. I don't know if you ever heard of Benny the Butcher. He's from New York. He's a good hip-hop artist, but, you know, most they got some, I mean, excuse me, uh, Black Thought got some stuff with him, but this Black Thought's content and then how his, his flow is, man, and he's an old, you know, some people may consider him as an older cat. He is older. But that Joker still got it. Yeah. I mean, just like Jay. But I've heard Black Thought spit some verses harder than most of Jay-Z's. Ooh, you trying to start some controversy, but You want to keep it all the way above? I mean, we keep it 100. I prefer Black Thought over Jay-Z. Say it again. I, Black Thought is... In, if, if I can redo my list now that, now that we're really having... This conversation, and after I remember how much I love most back in the day growing up, to me, most was hip hop. Outside of everybody else, he remained hip hop, and I'm more partial to hip hop than rap. I am too. I'm more. I'm a hip hop fan before I am rap. Absolutely, yeah. and it is, and there's a difference with that. And people yeah. understand that there is a huge That's difference. Culture. It's a huge difference between hip hop yeah. and rap. Do not yeah. get the shit twisted. Yeah, hip hop is culture. Rap is just something you do. It's a trend. Yeah. All right. That's when you switch up the style. Most has, has always been. And from the reviews I read about this album, he back. I wonder who the producers are on that. They got any producers. Who the producers are they? They probably using high tech again. Mm-hmm. I think I think they went back original. I hope they uh, and I think they using Kanye a little bit too. Ooh. I hope. I hope they got. If Ye got on there for at least a couple, and, and Ye went back to the old stuff how he was doing it. Oh, I'm already you sold in. The last album they did when he brought Black Thought, uh, Black Star back together, mm-hmm. and he produced that album. Mm-hmm. It will. Mm. It should be a classic album, but you know most people didn't listen to it. That was a classic. Did you like Pharaoh much? Pharaoh, right. you know I know he was with the crew, but he was probably the the one. He was what I thought of when I thought of Black uh, Backpack Rappers. Pharaoh Moses, I was like, he's a little extra. But his shit was catchy. Don't act like some of his stuff ain't catchy. He was alright. He was nice. What was the one song he had with him, Pharaoh, Nate Dogg, and, and, and Yasin? Oh no. The most deaf. You don't remember that song? I do. I do. With Nate Dogg, I remember. That was a hot track. Yeah. Pharaoh was spitting on that too. Pharaoh can spit. He can spit, but out of them, but he ain't. But out of all of them, I would say that he's probably you know the best. No, uh, <laughs> and, you know he's he's like the probably the least. I don't want. I'm trying to find the word 
Kanye West come off as yeah, like. Yeah, you always telling me to keep it one. I mean, I mean, out of he's them, he's a good favorite. rapper, but he's the least out of them. Yeah. Out of that crew. That doesn't take away from him, but that was just. For me, it was actually, um, I might get booed off. What? Tyler. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to say. What that, uh, except for that one hit he had. Uh, what hit? His big, big hit. What? He don't have a few of them. Uh, he had that big hit, though. It was what, one. listen? No. What's Talib's big hit was? That was his biggest hit. It ain't, um, it was kind of like a, uh, this in the back of my head. If y'all knew it, y'all let me know. Y'all let yeah, y'all let us know. Let us let us know what because I'm right now I'm a little confused about the fact that Talib. Pull pull up Google Talib in your phone real quick, and it'll tell you his biggest hit. And it's the song I'm thinking about. It ain't no damn listen. Well, I didn't know what the hell you was talking about. Talib don't had a few of man. He only had one big. You don't got my dog Talib Kwali man. No, he said nah. Just to get by. Just, just to get, get by, yeah. get by. Boom, that's boom, it. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, that's his big hit. That was a huge song. Yeah. And he was rolling on that. Because I always preferred him. If he wasn't with most Def, I, I didn't like him. So the so let me ask you a question. To live quietly, the Reflection Internal album. Did you ever listen to that? I'm sure I did. If you haven't, you need to listen to that again. Because to me, Reflection Internal is his best album. And Reflection Internal album, to me, is in my top 20 albums of all time. From a, from, from a, from a standpoint, if you hit play and let it ride all the way through and what he's saying, his content, his flow, and everything, oh, Reflection Internal is in my top. Yeah, but with that Reflections album, I feel like it still left me like... It, it, even... It's, even though I love most more, mm-hmm. I still felt like he was like a step above. Because to me, he was like, he's just that, that raw, if you want to hear some lyrics, yeah, if you want to hear somebody ride the flow and kind of turn into, like most use his voice like it was an instrument. I can see that. He reminded me of somebody that probably should have been with a, a group like Diggable Planets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they were straight hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, most kind of came from that. Even though him and Tali came from that, I feel like most is like more of like he could have really had a career had he bent a little bit. Yeah. Like Lauren, like Common. Like they, they could have really had a real big career if they had bent a little bit more. But that's part of what made them dope. Made them that dope. They didn't they bend. They didn't bend. And one thing I love that Common did was like, okay, hip hop might not be one thing, but I can get in the acting game. And, and Common. If you look at Common's movie catalog, he's been in a few damn... A lot of movies. He's been in some stuff. A lot of movies. I thought most was going to bend when he did Miss New Booty. Most of them had some real good movies. He did a movie that he was a hard No, Miss New Booty. Oh. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah. It's like that was his first step oh, into yeah, playing yeah, with yeah, commercial yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like... <laughs> it was dope, but... Miss New Booty? Yeah, that Because his lyrics kind of like, it was like a satire of women being that way. Yeah, it was a satire. It was a double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but the way it sold, it was like, they was thinking that he was like promoting that. Yeah, he really was. But no. that's when you, that's when hip hop Kind of like Bougie Bonton. 
But that's why hip hop is beautiful because when you sit down, you listen to the conscious what he's saying. He's like, he ain't talking about that. He tell you go twerk. He definitely ain't saying that. No. But you gotta listen to it. Don't get no. caught up on the you tell surface. You, you slide without that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. What you getting surgery for? Miss New Booty is very prevalent to what we got going on right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And and that made me think about Buju. When mm. Buju did murder him. Everybody thought he was saying, mm-hmm. go kill some shit. Right, right, right. He was right. really saying, how could you take the life of another? Right. Right. That's in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't promoting it. But in closing, this was a great show. This was a great show. And uh, again, I appreciate your presence. Likewise. And, uh, Likewise. And uh, y'all guys, y'all like, share, comment. Let us know what y'all think. And as always, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you here with us. Yep. Hashtag Cut Different. Available on all streaming platforms and all social media net- networks. These are our two cents. Spend them or save them, y'all. We out of here. Peace.